magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 511. Uh, this is the, uh, Eli just woke up and I am having a hectic day episode. It's true. Because uh, we're both a little out of sorts, I think, which is, it's fine, whatever. So you, you got a booster shot, you yeah, got your just... third Joe Biden mind control That's shot. True. Yeah, my DNA has been fully modified for the third time. Yeah, so you're uh, almost you're one shot away from being fully assimilated, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, hmm. I don't, I, I don't really know how, where we go from here, other than. Well, I, I think know. you dismantle freedom from the ground up. <laughs> yeah. Well, so it was kind of interesting, and when I say interesting, I mean irritating. Uh, uh-huh. Is that so? Uh, our doctor, I don't know if I mentioned this before, like, so, so our, we got our vaccine kind of early because it was like, um, you know, Tennessee, like a lot of States, you know, it initially seemed like they were going to do this like very slow rollout with, you know, like, okay, we're, you know, step one is 80, 80 year old plus. And then we're going to add in, you know, like people that got recent organ transplants, you know, like, like all this, like, you remember when this started, it was like, And you're yeah. like, oh, shit, I'm not going to get this forever. It, so yeah. it was like they did all that. And then it was like, all right, fuck it. Everyone just come on down. We don't, we don't care. <laughs> and then it was like, we'll give you Walmart gift cards to get the shot. Like, yeah. So, so we, <laughs> we'll got, <pay> you. <laughs> we got our first dose pretty early. So we're, um, mm. uh, I think the guidance of the booster was something like, you know, you should get eight months after your, uh, your last, the second dose the first time around. So I was like, okay. Oh, geez, that puts us like right in between like uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, you know, people are so irresponsible with that in our families that I was like, didn't want to be yeah. like, God damn it. Like I, it's like the worst time to potentially have like waning immunity of this stuff, like doing things indoors when yeah. it's cold around people that don't give a shit, you know? Yeah. So um, it's communal makeout season and you can basic, never be too basic, careful. Basically, yeah. So, um, yeah, I talked to our doctor, I explained, I explained, I was like, Hey, you know, might get this a little early, but, uh, you know, here's the situation. Like, you know, it's a buggy at all. He's like, no, no, come on down. No big deal. But then, um, I didn't want to get outside of the Walmart vaccine information ecosystem because like Walmart's computer system, like I've got the, um, just the virtual, uh, vaccine card in my like Apple mm-hmm. wallet and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that just, mm-hmm. you just basically... Yeah, so you just like log in with your uh, with your junk on the Walmart website. You scan a QR code, and it just all goes into your phone. I was like, "Oh, this is amazing!" And I didn't yeah. want to like go off the reservation and have it be like, "Oh, well, I have two doses in this like very good system, and then this other dose." Like, here's this piece of paper that says like I got yeah. it, you know? <laughs> right. So Walmart was giving us like tons of static about getting it early because they were like, "Well, yeah. we can only give it to you if you have an extremely compromised immune system and all this stuff." And I was yeah. like, "Well, you know, like my." doctor literally told me to come get it like can i get like a note from him or anything like that and they were like no we're we're not giving it out and then 
they expanded it after the CDC did their thing, you know, like a week or two ago or whatever. So we were like first in yeah. line for that. Um, and yeah, as, as I was like sitting down getting the shot, cause you know, how they have you like sit there 15 minutes for like observation mm-hmm. in case you're, yeah. you know, you morph into like a power ranger or something like that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so I, I'm asking the lady as she's like getting my shot ready. I'm like, Oh, you know, so the, you know, the, the kids vaccines are approved now. Like, have you guys seen many kids come through, which it's like the wrong question to ask. That it was like basically it's like if you found someone that like <laughs> listens to, you know, like infowars.com every day and you ask them, "Hey, what do you think about the deep state?" <laughs> oh, do you mean have I seen any children get abused yet? Yeah, um, no. It was like I would never do that to kids. Never. And I was like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> It seems concerning that you're the, uh, you know, vaccination (laughs) tech or whatever at this pharmacy and you're just going hog wild about how bad this vaccine that you literally just put in my body is. And well, also, so what happens when parents show up and they're like, yeah, we want to get our kids vaccinated. And she's like, nope, I will not do this. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know. Like, that's so crazy. It's like, it's like one more kind of like thing in the, um, you know, like refute, like pharmacists refusing care, which I, I don't know. I don't know what I expect living in fucking Tennessee with this kind of shit. That but. that that is the follow up to not baking gay wedding cakes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't get it, but whatever. We we live in hell, so. But yeah, so yeah. The, the booster for um me and Lindsay um it's it was kind of similar to the, the second round for us where you just kind of felt shitty for, like so we got it on uh, Wednesday evening. By Thursday evening, I was like feeling that kind of like. Um, sort of like that feeling you get where you're like, no, you're going to feel like you have a, you know, you're getting a cold tomorrow kind of feeling, you know, where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, you don't feel awful, but you just like can tell that something's coming. And then today I was just like, not, not like sick, but just like generally uncomfortable, I would say. And yeah. I just slept for a few hours yeah. and now I'm fine. So no, all good, but better than getting the nice, Rona, nice. I guess, you know, uh, I, um, so I got my new MacBook yesterday you got yours last week we talked about it on the show yeah um mine came yesterday i didn't even get a chance to open the box until like after the kids were oh, asleep geez. um and so um popped it open and i had already like update fully updated and backed up my other macbook getting ready to transfer and all that stuff yeah and so last night i let it transfer and it's funny because it's like the the migration assistant or whatever is pretty great with apple like it's a very easy process but it was like, so does it do okay, it over like Wi-Fi be... or does it tell you like, Hey, plug a, plug a cable into your other computer. You can use a cable if you want. It, it says either cable or be on the same network. And so it's basically a peer to peer. I did it wirelessly, hmm. um, which is, I think a little slower, but it's overall wasn't that bad. It was funny. Cause it's like six hours and something minutes. And I started this process at probably like 1030 or something and was like, Oh God damn it. I don't want to like go to bed and then wake up and be like, everything broke. And like, none, oh, yeah. none of this stuff worked or whatever. I was like, I want to watch it happen and make it watch it be finished. And so, um, I'm like, well, whatever. And so it's like six hours. And then like a few minutes later, it's like three hours. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well maybe I can stay up till one. And then it's like, uh, an hour and something minutes. And I was like, Oh dude, this thing has no idea what it's doing. And then it went to 37 minutes and stayed at 37 minutes for like an hour. And then it was done. <laughs> so I think I wasn't really keeping track of the time, but I think it took around an hour to migrate the whole computer. Or whatever. Oh, really? And, That's um, not too bad. Yeah. So it wasn't bad at all. Um, but anyway, so I transferred everything. Everything seemed to go good. 
by the time I was done was kind of like go to bed time. And so I didn't really get a, too much of a chance to mess around with it. Like I think I set up my fingerprint ID and a couple other things and um, then closed it and went to bed. Um, and then this morning we, um, I had an appointment with a contractor at nine. And so, um, I was like, okay, I need to get up. I mean, we get up at like six every day anyway, cause that's when our, our toddler wakes up now, which is going to be five come next week because of the stupid time change. Oh my God. Um, and so, uh, uh, I know I'm up early and I'm like, okay, cool. That'll give me a little time in the morning to get some work out of the way and, um, be ready for this guy or whatever. And so kid woke up early. Um, I ended up, he ended up staying in his room and like playing with toys for like an hour and a half or something like that. And so I didn't actually even get up to like seven something, which is like sleeping in for me. And it didn't um, come bother you. I feel like that would like really set off some like red alerts for me. I'd be like, uh, I have, we have his monitor. I mean, I can hear if like something mm -hmm. wrong, I can just hear him like playing and stuff. It turned out he took all his toys off his shelves and put them in a pile in the middle of his room. I was like, if that's how you spend 90 minutes, like you can do that every day if you want. But, um, so anyway, I woke up and basically didn't have as much time as I thought I would have. And so I was going to hop on this new computer, you know, at least get through my email or do a few things to kind of set myself up to miss potentially the next couple hours dealing with this contractor guy. Um, and yeah, and I go on and the first thing I do is go to open discord and it just crashes. It doesn't even try to open. It just instantly goes to the discord crash screen. You want to report it. Um, and I was like that, it was like instant and you hit reopen. It does nothing. You hit send report. It'll send a report, but you can't really, I didn't really glean any information from it. And so I was like, delete discord, try and re-download discord. Same thing. Logging on the, the web browser version or whatever logging in fine discord's not broken or anything and so i was like shit and so i tried to open a few other programs some of them worked some of them did the exact same thing just insta die Weird. and i was like oh my god please don't be a problem i already erased the old macbook like i had oh, a backup no. i had my backup from it on a hard drive but i had fully erased the other thing and got it ready to transfer it to give it to pam and so I was like, I can't go grab my old computer and just use it for the day and figure this out later, right? Like, I got to figure this out now. So um, start trying all these things, opening these different programs. I'm eventually going down every the list of apps I have, just opening and, and trying to figure out which why certain ones are dying and some aren't or whatever. Um, and it seemed to be any M1 Max uh, apps were fine. Any oh, Intel apps were not. Um and so I'm sort of just like banging my head against this for a while. I'm like, oh, did like Rosetta not install for some weird reason? Well, I don't. So here's what the resolution ended up being, which I feel dumb that it took me this long to even check this. But I also get confused sometimes because if you go to the Apple icon menu, um, it'll tell you like if you have updates in the App Store, right? It'll be a little like notification, like one update. What is that noise? My Android phone. Who is calling you on your aunt? Who even has that number? I don't, it doesn't have a number. I don't even know what that, that's a new They beep. probably, when they injected you with the shot, it Why probably pulled that information out. Noise. Oh, weird. So, <gasps> like maybe it updated and just got super loud. I don't know. Okay. I think the lizard Illuminati is trying to contact maybe. you. It's time. It's, it's time interesting because to... my arm that I got the shot in started uh, pulsating. <gasps> just as oh that my god that's through, the signal so, yeah that's true. the signal for you to activate oh no okay um anywho yeah so um it 
the the app store tab under the Apple menu said I had an update and I updated it and didn't think much of it or whatever. But that's different than like a software update through settings, right? And is so it? it didn't occur. Yeah, it is. And so I, I, it didn't occur to me that there might be an update there because I even thought of it. I was like, maybe there needs to be an update. And I, I was like, no, I just updated the, all there was there. But what it ended up being, if you go to system preferences and go to um, software update there, there was actually what had happened was I had updated my old MacBook to the newest thing, prepping it to migrate. But the new MacBook shipped with us like oh, point yeah. one. Yeah. different version right because this laptop was probably actually made and loaded with software a month ago or something so um i feel dumb that i didn't think of that because that makes a lot of sense and it probably should have been the first thing i checked but instead i wasted like two hours of my life so updated them both got them both on the same version of mac os now everything is working peachy keen um yeah so that was my morning and then i had in the middle of all that had the con contractor guy come and had to deal with all that and um, I, I don't know if I've given an update on our situation, but uh, all of our remodel stuff has been a nightmare. Oh, yeah, it always is. And it's just getting worse and um, still have a hole in my living room from when a car hit it in January. And it's November. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, um, I, you know, I not to, I don't really, I really don't mean to, I told you so on this, but like when you were yeah. telling me like, oh yeah, the insurance guy came out, said it was going to be no big deal. Like we're just <laughs> getting started <laughs> on all this stuff. I was like, oh boy. All right. Well, so in hindsight, which is always much clearer, um, should have just had him fix the wall and worried about everything else later. The big thing was like, everyone I talked to was like, when, you know, if, if you don't do everything, if you do everything at once, it's like one permit, one yeah, permit yeah, yeah, fee, yeah. one inspection fee. Which is significant you know, it makes savings. sense I if mean, you're, it's, not, it's not like you're saving yeah, 20 bucks, you know? Right. Yeah. Each permit fee, I mean, you're talking like three to $5,000 when all is said and done to, to do each thing separately. Right. Um, and so we want to, if we want to do our kitchen and our bathroom and an addition and, you know, all this other stuff, if you split it up into like five different things like that adds up to a lot of extra money. So if you can roll everything into one big project, um, that's kind of the thing to do. And so that was our thinking the whole entire time, but did not realize that insurance would drag their ass for like two and a half months. Yeah. Did not realize that, um, it took quite a while to have plans drawn up and have design plans drawn up and go pick out materials and blah, 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 all this other stuff. Um, and then it has taken several months just dealing with the city because a, they're super backed up and B, they, um, kicked us back a few different times for different reasons. Hmm. Um, and so that whole process has been, That's so surprising. if I could go back in time, I would have been like, I don't give a shit, fix the wall. And then we'll talk about everything else later. Yeah. I don't care. Plus, you know, the insurance is paying for it so they can pay that extra fee anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of didn't make sense that we did it this way. Now we're paying for it with a hole in our wall. But um surprising the city is so up your butt on that kind of stuff. I would think they'd just be like, all right, this is my code. Yep, bump here, rubber stamp. Here you go. See ya. Bye. You would think so. The problem is that our our living room that got hit was a garage and it got converted in the sixties and it basically has been grandfathered in, right? And so to repair that wall, a touches electrical which is way out of code so I, we have to update our electrical mm -hmm. panel we have to actually move our electrical panel because it's located near, near a pool which was also grandfathered in when we bought the house you know what i mean it's like a can of worms type thing 
where it's not just like repairing a wall. Yeah. Um, oh, and it has no footing under it. Also, it was a garage door before. So yeah, that's yeah. just a slab of concrete. So they have to actually pour a footing to hold up a structure wall, which um, never was done originally or whatever. So it's like, it just sucks that this thing turns into a bigger project um, than you'd like. And then, you know, it all just kind of snowballs from there. Yeah. Um, so whatever. I'm I'm hoping that we'll have the wall fixed before the end of the year is my my big goal is to just have the wall fixed before the end of the year and everything else can just kind of wait and we'll do it as we can do it. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, it's it, been a nightmare. But anyway. It's wild. So yeah, today's been a hectic day. I'm pretty wore out from it. You're pretty wore out. So that's where we're at. Enjoy listening to two tired, stressed out people. Although you don't seem very stressed out. No, I'm just wiped out. But I will say, so commenting. I never, I never on get the stressed MacBook, out, Jared. Come on, I'm fucking. I usually don't. But to have kids, have kids, and that'll change your f- perspective real quick. Nope. <laughs> I used to never get stressed or freak out about anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you'd have to check my pulse. I was such a chill cucumber, but uh, not anymore. Now I'm a high-strung dad. God. I'll snap. At the drop of a hat. What has happened? Very disappointing. Um, so the new MacBook, I've had it since last night. Used it all today, although it was just troubleshooting <laughs> using it. But um, my comments on it so far are it's very nice. Uh, it's heavy. Uh, I really like the shape. The not like, um, you know how it's like tapered at yeah. the edges on the other MacBooks. It's like an old school like, uh, PowerPC a power book yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the old the old titanium power books, which were awesome. But um, I really just like how it feels. Although the air vents kind of are sh- sort of sharp when you pick it up. Oh, I forgot. And I'm using the webcam from it instead of my other webcam. So I can't go willy-nilly moving my computer around. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, I like it. I like the full height row of, of function keys and... Um, the keyboard I, I'm warming up to right now. I like typing on the air better, hmm. but um, I don't hate it. But it definitely it has a hollower feeling. If that makes sense, I don't know. It, the other one has a more mechanical feel, and this one has more of a I don't know, kind of a toy typewriter feel. I guess toy typewriter really. But it's not bad. I think I just need to get used to it. I thought it was so. just like better across the board. That's surprising. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, was your keyboard a butterfly, your MacBook that you just upgraded from? 2009 MacBook, I don't know, maybe, probably. 2009, you mean 19? Or, yeah, sorry, 19. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be dope if you are upgrading from a 2009. No. Um, yeah, so whatever. I like it. I don't dislike the uh, the feel of typing, so it's fine. Yeah, I believe it. It seems that it has. Uh, oh, I wait. think they ditched those in 2019. They or maybe started halfway phasing through. it out in 2019. So okay. Uh, oh no. Okay. So this was the one. The one I have is where they ditched the butterfly keyboard. So I never had a butterfly keyboard MacBook. Then. Oh okay. Um, well, so anyway, anyway, going from the 2019 to the 2021 one is. I mean, it seems pretty good to me, but I don't know. Yeah. I really like the black area where the keyboard is. The little recessed area is yeah. is black to match the keys. I think that looks super nice. And would you, um, would you call it dope? It's very dope. And um, the uh, engraved MacBook on the bottom is fucking. Mwah. So yeah, overall pretty happy with it. Uh, it's super fast and 
the oh the screen is super nice and weirdly larger than I'm coming from a 13 inch MacBook mm-hmm. and this is a 14 inch MacBook and so yeah that's an inch difference but it's also the larger screen and so I didn't measure anything but I feel like you look at one next to each other and you're like holy shit that screen's a lot bigger yeah significant and then difference. you really start noticing it when you open all the websites you normally visit and you're like whoa I never could see like that part of the website before. Um, it's really noticeable how much bigger the screen is. It's great. Yeah. So pretty happy with that. And, um, oh, MagSafe. Love the MagSafe. Yeah. I I've, I've been that. nothing but happy with mine. I mean, like I, yeah. I don't, you know, the battery life on it is like fucking magic. I mean, I just like, I can't. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy, it. right? Um, the, uh, the other thing that's amazing about this is the, um, braided power cord for the MagSafe is so nice. I mean, yeah, it's kind of silly that uh, Apple has finally gotten up to the standards of off-brand Amazon cable. For real. So <laughs> Apple's like reputation, and we've both gone through dozens and dozens of, of lightning cords. Oh, yeah. Those things um, suck. Yeah, they suck ass. They break so quick. They yellow and discolor. They're gross. The rubber peel, peels. They're just the worst things ever. And it's just dumb that like the this first-party like accessory from Apple is like the one of the shittier quality ones that you can buy out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to see this is just like, this should be every lightning cable that comes with a phone should be this braided style. Like, you know, every cord they make should be this. Um, so I was kind of happy to see that too. But yeah, you're right. It is like off-brand Amazon quality, which is Yeah, like, well, yeah, because the, the cord that I... It's a flawed Apple for that. The cord that I used to charge my phone, because uh, I... I couldn't find a long lightning cable when I looked for mm-hmm. one you know, on Apple. I, cause I don't know. I don't usually buy third party accessories if I can avoid it. But, um, right. you know, so I was like, oh, whatever, I'll just buy this dumb thing on Amazon. It's like the nicest, yeah. thickest cable that I've ever bought for my iPhone. And it was like 10 bucks yeah. too. Right. Yeah. Weird when you don't have an Apple logo on something, how, how much it can be cheaper. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's, uh, that's the, um, that's the whole MacBook situation here. I'm very happy. Highly recommend if anybody is due for an upgrade. Uh, I don't think you'll be mad at this here MacBook, but we're yeah, going mean, to see the, what happens. All the benchmarks and everything of them have just been like, you know, crazy. It's like people continue to just post like different YouTube videos of, um, you know, different, yeah. doing different stuff on them compared to like, you know, even their year old Intel. Um, computer you know it's just like truly night and day yeah. I, I really am kind of curious like um if this is the actual like this if this turns out to be the actual like super sweet spot to jump in because mm-hmm. like they've had this huge kind of like generational leap from going you know from intel processors over to the m1 and like is the m2 gonna also be this crazy or is it just gonna I be mean, like hey here's it's a little bit better this year you know because like that's how the know. iphones are right right yeah um, I, th- I feel like it'll be iteratively better over the years, just every year, like yeah. you know, iPhones are. Cause I feel like we're past the point of like how much more generational leap can they do in just a year? But then again, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as their process gets better and the technology gets better, maybe, maybe M2s are twice as powerful, which doesn't even seem to make sense to me that that could be possible. But yeah, I don't 
I don't know. It's I, I really want to know now what they're going to do with the Mac Pro because, like, you know, if if yeah. if so much of these M1 processors are built around the idea of like, hey, we need these processors just like sip power as mm-hmm. like you know the core kind of like uh, foundational like thing that they're designing for is power utilization, yeah. right? Like if and yeah. you know thermals. So if if neither of those things are a consideration because you can just plug it into the wall and you can have a huge like heat sink and fan on it. You know, mm-hmm. like what's mm-hmm. the ceiling of, of this sort of thing? We put ten M1 processors together. Well, I it's mean, it makes you, M10. It makes you wonder if, like, you know, the Mac Pro is going to be like, well, it's an M1, but it has like thirty-two processor cores instead of ten, or you know, like something like yeah. that in it. You know, to just like yeah. truly be. Um, well, it's funny too because, like, when since these came out, there's been all the comparisons and whatever, and there's been a lot of comparisons of this to like desktop class performance, where it's like. Oh, you know the the MacBooks or the the M1 Pros or Maxes, um, you know, reach this point. But these Intel processors, or AMD processors, can reach that point too. But they have to run at like 300 watts yeah. or something like that. Yeah, and it's like amazing that Apple's doing it at whatever the super crazy low wattage they can hit to hit that performance threshold. Um, so yeah, what's going to happen when it's like, oh, if Apple can throw 240 watts at something if they want, and then it's just like. The right. thing is a rocket to the moon or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Will definitely be interesting because I feel like l- portable computers. It's not fair to compare it to desktop class computers. Compare it to other laptops because, yeah, anybody's laptop, and that's what you see with gaming laptops too. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this thing's a beast for forty-five minutes and then it's dead. Right, right and it's like, right. what's the point? So, Apple can be a beast and have twenty hours of battery life. Like that's pretty nutso. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's, the cr- other it's dumb crazy Apple too. Thing. Like looking at the <clears throat> um, like iFixit teardowns of these laptops, like just like how little yeah. like they've they've compressed so much onto like the system on chip of the M1 that like there's like the yeah. motherboard, there's like nothing on it. You know, it's like it's yeah. crazy. The engineering is 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 crazy, um, but also really cool. Um, so you made fun of me, but I bought I also bought new headphones. The other Apple thing I bought I bought the new Beats Fits Beats Fit. Um, the reason is because I love my AirPods pro. Yeah. Love them to death. Does these have uh, uh noise cancellation on them and the, the beats? Yeah, they do. Um, so they, so my favorite headphones have been the beats X. Do you remember those? Mm. They're like the ones that were little earbuds, but they had the wire that the ran wire, behind yeah. your yeah, neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I actually bought a pair from the airport when we went to Atlanta for that. Uh, oh, the high, was that res, the high res expo. High res expo, yeah. Um, yeah. So on the way home from Atlanta, I was like, bought it from a vending machine because that's a thing you can do at an airport is buy expensive electronics from a vending machine. Yeah, I mean, most people um, just kind of like go into the gift shop and are like, "Hey, do I want to buy a twelve dollar thing of peanuts? Um, yeah, I don't right. know, maybe." <laughs> Jared's like, "Do you want to buy hundred dollar headphones? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Can I throw hundreds of dollars into this machine." <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so. So those Beats are still around, actually, but they're called the Beats Flex now, and they're like the budget option. I think they're like fifty bucks or something mm-hmm. like that, and um, they're actually like quite nice and everything, right? Like, yeah, they they have the H one chip or whatever, so they oh. pair instantly with your phones. And if you have an iOS device, it'll pair instantly and switch and do all that fun stuff. Um, but anyway, I love those headphones, um, and the thing I love most about them is back then they don't now because they're more budgety, but back then they came with a full set of wing tips or whatever like the little tips you can put over the bud yeah yeah, yeah. um and those were like a revelation for me with 
with earbuds because earbuds always fall out of my ears for my whole life. And those ones do what they do. The little wingtips tuck into your ear canal or ear areas and um, don't come out at all. Like they are as secure as you could be. And so um, I always loved that. But then I wanted, I really wanted AirPods. I wanted no wires at all. Even though these ones just had the wire behind the neck and no big deal. um, I just wanted like something like an AirPod, but something that would stick in my ear. And so AirPods second gen came out. I gave them a shot. They did not stay well at all. And I bought third party stupid wing. But then you can't charge them in the case and you got to take them on and off every time. And it's like, that's not practical, right? Yeah. And so um, when AirPods Pro came out, I was like, okay, these have the little rubber guy. I think that will be the difference because, you know, those are the kind of earbuds that usually fit my ear. So I buy the AirPods Pro. Lo and behold, they do stay in really well if I'm just chilling on the couch or not doing much, right? If I go for a walk, take the dog for a walk or whatever, um, they slowly loosen out as I walk and I have to keep pushing them in. And it's kind of annoying, but it's not the end of the world. It's not like old AirPods that would just like literally like shake and fall out. Yeah. And so it was kind of a compromise, but um, ever since I got more into riding my bike, it's like I can't ride a bike and have the AirPods Pro in the fallout. Oh, interesting. Too much vibration. So um, yeah, I have really slippery inner ears too but anyway greasy this must just be greasy um so all of that is to say that while i love the airpods pro they aren't the most secure things in the world although they are much better but i've loved them for their functionality and they sound good and the noise canceling is great and i i I crave the the apple um like bells and whistles of it automatically connecting and automatically switching and all that stuff can't live without that now so i can't go buy like a non-apple brand of whatever right well these new beats are kind of the answer to that they are um beats brand but obviously that's apple but um they have the little built-in wingtips they don't have a stem like airpods do but they have a physical button so you can do operations um answer calls skip play pause all that stuff you can even do change volume with them which is actually nice over the airpods which don't have that but um the biggest thing is that they have these little wing tips built in and so i'm hoping i'm not gonna try them on now because i have my over ear headphones on and i'm not gonna take them off but hoping these guys will fit in my ears really securely because other than that they are identical to the airpods pro in terms of functionality they do all the instant pairing all the switching all the blah 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 um but they just they're like airpods with wing tips if they weren't beats that's what they would be so that was my big reason for buying these, even though I'm happy with my AirPods Pros. If these end up working out, oh, the one thing they don't have that um, some people are kind of bummed about is wireless charging the case. Um, oh, which yeah, who cares? Um, and they charge by USB-C, which I don't know if that's a positive or a negative, because I have a lightning cable anywhere I would need one for my phone anyway. So it's mm. not like... Yeah, I wish Apple would be more like consistent on that. You know, like if, if they... Yeah. It makes me wonder, you know, if they're... I don't not sure what's more likely like them to just phase out ports entirely on the iPhone or it to switch to yeah. USB-C, you know? Well, there's a whole thing going on and I guess it's the EU the, yeah, or the UK EU. or whatever, um, that they're going to try and force Apple to use USB-C as a standard. Um, and they have like a two way grace, two year grace period to figure out their plan. And then even once they have their plan figured out, I don't know when they have to actually implement it in devices. That could be another year or two or more out. 
So by that time, I think Apple's going to be like, yeah, we've just phased out ports anyway. So everything's done wirelessly now. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, so I um, so I have a, a MagSafe. Well, so the way that I charge my phone now is I have this dumb little anchor, uh, like wireless charging cradle thing on my desk here. And that's just kind of like I've gotten yeah. in the habit of just like that's like my stomach pure. Like that's where I set my phone. So it just like yeah. slowly charges on that. And then, um, like next to my lazy boy, I play video games and I've got a, a MagSafe charger is right next to a plug on the wall. Um, mm-hmm. and I, f- I finally, they were like, Verizon was doing some crazy sale where they're like half off for some silly reason. I saw a Mac rumor. So mm-hmm. I got a second mm-hmm. one of those for the bedroom. So I'm a hundred percent wirelessly charging now oh, that's on cool. my phone. It's fine. I mean, it yeah. works the same. Yeah. I mean, I have a wireless charging stand on my my nightstand and that's it. I've never really needed to charge during the day. It's just a charge overnight situation. And sometimes I'm pretty low by the time I go to bed, but, um, I've never been like, Oh shit, I'm almost out. But if I do have a battery pack somewhere, I can make it work. It's such a rare occasion for me. That might change if we ever start doing things again. And there's conventions and you're running around all day and using your phone for a bunch of weird shit. But the world goes back to normal sometime in the, if that ever happened. Yeah, I don't so, know. Yeah, I, I, I've just gotten in the habit of always charging my phone because, like, yeah. I mean, prior to God, what, like a couple of generations of phones ago, it was like if you you needed to charge your phone throughout the day if you're using it significantly, like at all, yeah. you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. And now that's not the case. Like, I still have broken the habit of just like you know setting my phone in the dumb charger cradle and yeah, stuff like that. Well, it's funny too because I have so my AirPods Pro um, have the wireless charging, not the MagSafe. That's like the newer iteration, but I, so it doesn't have MagSafe, but it does have wireless charging. And so my nightstand has a spot for headphones and, um, I'll charge my AirPods there. Sometimes if I notice I'm near dead by the time it's like bedtime, it's like, okay, I'll just throw them on there. But more often than not, that's the finicky part of it. Like the phone one, it leans again. So it's Mm -hmm. always on it. Right. The headphones, it's like, you gotta be just right on that little spot. And sometimes it doesn't do it right or whatever. Yeah. And so I don't even remember the last time I charged them wirelessly anyway because it's annoying. I just plug – I have a lightning cable right there so and it mine, charges faster. Mine are the same way. <laughs> and I keep this dumb little bottle opener next to it yeah. because this is like yeah. the perfect like measuring thing of how far Shut in up. it needs to be <laughs> yeah. in order to uh, hit the right spot, which is the dumbest right. thing. So I it, that might be different if I if I had a MagSafe case and a MagSafe charger and it was like a nice click and you knew it was charging right yeah. or whatever. But That's because totally it's so finicky, worth, like, anyway, buying everything. For no, that not at all. Um, so I I feel like the losing the wireless charging case is not that big of a loss in any way. Um, and I have USB C and lightning cables strategically placed anywhere I might be that needs juice for something. Usually that's a switch or a laptop. But yeah. Right. Anyway. Um. So yeah, it's kind of cool. I and I think AirPods Pro. I mean, I had no problem selling my second gen AirPods on. Mm. I think I ended up selling them through Nextdoor or something like that for hundred bucks or something like that. And I think I bought them when, and they were one twenty or something on sale. So you Meet know, some weirdo at the Denny's and yeah. <laughs> so I think I'll probably be able to sell the Pros um, for quite a big chunk of what these ended up costing anyway because they're still in really good condition and airpods pro are still a popular item for people to try and buy used (laughs) yeah so anyway we'll we'll see i guess next week i'll report on if the headphones are cool or not but um yeah that's all the junk i bought 
A laptop right, and well, headphones. I guess a uh, bunch that's, of soda stream flavors. That's this week's uh, edition of <laughs> Dumb Junk Jared bought. Um, <laughs> what did I buy when I don't? I can't really afford any of this stuff and just buy it anyway because uh, life's meaningless. Why yeah. not spend money on things? So, uh, speaking of spending money on dumb things, I took my car in to get it. Um, you know, just the oil change, like the service. Uh, interval light came on. I was like, all right, well, fuck mm-hmm. it, take it to the dealership. I don't. I am uh, majorly paranoid about taking my car to the dealership, specifically because they can have like the record in their computer that I did it at the dealership. You know, mm-hmm. because like I don't know. I've always read like crazy stories online of people that like had some like weird issue with like you know some like recall thing or something that, like genuinely was fucked up, but it was like oh, interesting, like, we don't have record of you getting oil changes for the last two years. Like, <laughs> okay, well, this is just not covered. So I always yeah. pay, like, the blood money to take it to the dealership yeah. just so like, I have that database record in case anything ever mm-hmm. happens, which probably is overkill, but, you know, whatever. Um, so I, I make the appointment there, and I am just, like, getting pelted with emails and phone calls from, like, their um, like their used car people to buy mm. my car, you know? And I'm like... Mm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care, man. I don't want to sell my car. Like, it's fine. I, it's almost mm-hmm. almost paid off. Like, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, I, I drive my car. And you still like it. Yeah. I like my car. <laughs> like, I, you know, all yeah. this stuff. Um, so, you know, I get there and I'm sitting there and, um, yeah, they're, you know, there for like half hour, however long it took to take my, change my oil. And, and the, the service guy isn't the guy that comes and gets me. It's like the, the sales manager guy. And he's like, hey, your car's done. Like, I can, you know, give it a quick appraisal if you're interested in selling it. And I was like, all right, just go ahead. Uh, yeah, if that's, mm-hmm. you know, you guys clearly want to do this. So just go ahead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so there, so I have a, a three-year-old uh, Miata that I bought new off the lot. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. basically want to give me what I paid for it today, wow. three years ago. Wow. And like, yeah. I, the, the, the problem is that like, I don't know what to do on that one because it's like, um, I like my car. I like driving it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we live in a mm-hmm. kind of moderate climate where, you know, like mm-hmm. having a, having a car like a Miata is a pretty nice thing to be able to drive around, you know, like on, yeah. on nice days and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, I don't have kids or anything. So the two seater thing is totally fine. Like there's, there's no point. Yeah. And it's our, you know, it's like our extra car too, you know? So like mm-hmm. we're never in a situation where it's like, oh my God, this thing's such a pain in the ass, you know? Cause I have a, yeah shitty pickup truck that I use for most dumb things. And Lindsay's mm-hmm. got a Prius and, you know, the Miata is like our fun weekend car. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was just like really interesting because it's like, okay, so say I sell this car for what I paid for. Like, that's kind of crazy that you might have the opportunity to do that. But then yeah. it's like, what do you, what do you buy then? Like, like you just kind of mm-hmm. like pocket the money and are like, all right, well, cool. I guess they've just pressed undo on this car. Yeah. Or what? Like, I don't... Because, like, the it's whole used market is fucked. I mean, like, the reason they're offering me so much money is I was like, oh, when's the last time you guys even had one of these on your lot? And he's like, oh, we haven't had one for at least four months, like, new or used. Uh, so, yeah, like, I I'm demand. sure that they can probably sell this thing for, like, a good $5,000 over 2018 MSRP for a, a yeah. used car. Yeah, that's wild. Um that is a weird situation because uh, cars are like the things that instantly lose their value when you right. buy them brand new. Right. And so to 
to undo all that, like you said, um, is a pretty unique opportunity. And next year, maybe that's totally different. Maybe the production gets ramped up and it's crazy and all of a sudden Miatas are everywhere and it's like your thing isn't worth that anymore. But like you said... It's one of those things too. I mean, like something is only... You know, it, like to me, it reminds me of like, you know, when everyone gets all amped up, like the value of their house has increased. It's like, okay, well, if you're yeah. just happy living in your house, like that's yeah. irrelevant to you. You know, like the, the fact yeah. that your home value went up or whatever, like if you're not planning on selling and moving and like making a profit on that thing, like the value yeah. is arguably yeah. only causing you uh, more problems because you're paying more for yeah. insurance, more for taxes, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, we, I've been going through that too with all the remodeling stuff we want to do. And my mom keeps being super worried. We're going to spend overspend. And then if we had to sell our house, we wouldn't recoup it or whatever. And it's like, we don't want to sell our house. Like we want it to be a nice place where we live and are happy with it. Right. We're remodeling for us, not for an investment or resale. Like something would have to go really weird for us to have to sell a house. And, um, so it's not in, it's not like we're planning on it. So I'm trying to stay um, for our whole project. I want to stay within the realm of like the equity we've built so far yeah. because I feel like that's just smart. But also I'm not like approaching it from a like, what will add the most value to this house? You know what I mean? I want to put, I want to do the things yeah. I want to do to it to make it nice for our family. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. This car yeah, thing is so weird though. I mean, because like I, I yeah. wasn't planning on selling it, you know, so like the extra value yeah. is kind of sort of irrelevant. It's just kind of like throwing this like hand grenade into like, Hey, if you wanted to get something else, like now's the time to do mm-hmm. it. But it's like, what do you even get? You know, like, cause we were kind of talking about like, <laughs> well, maybe this is opportunity. Like, you know, you take this like, you know, weird windfall that you weren't expecting and like roll it into like a Tesla or something like that. But then it's like, yeah, I'm so close to paying this car off. Like, why do I want to mm-hmm. fucking like have an even more expensive car payment for a thing that I like yeah. really don't need? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either, man. That's a weird one because that's a weird opportunity that you feel like you should take advantage right. of. Like that's how often does something like that happen? That's but. the thing. Like, you know, if, if, you know, a three old car is worth like, you know, half what you paid for it or whatever, you're like, yeah, well, that's kind of what I expected. You know, no big deal. Like I'm yeah. not in a hurry to get rid of it. Like whatever, it's yeah. fine. Um, but when it's like, hey, we'll fucking just give you all your money back. Yeah. After you've been driving this dumb thing for three years. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, it's it's a weird situation. Yeah. You'll have to do some soul searching. And, and the crazy thing driving. is, like, they're willing to give me more money than I paid for my car if I do a, if I don't do cash from them, if I do a trade-in for something on their lot. But then it's mm. like, they have literally nothing that I'm interested in, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Weird situation. Yeah, I mean, you could just buy like 10 busted cars and start entering destruction derby. There you go. There you go. There, now you can trade it, trade it for two cars and then wait for this problem to get worse and then flip those cars <laughs> and then four for cars. four cars. <laughs> and then by this time next year, I will just have my own used car dealership. <laughs> Maybe it would work that way. Maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't uh, know what to do on that. I'll probably, I'll probably do nothing, but you know. Yeah, I think if you really love the car and they still have fun driving it and you don't have like an immediate reason to need the money or anything like that, oh. then screw it. Yeah. Keep it. You know what I mean? If you still love the car. Yeah. If you ever felt like regretful about it or whatever, this is your get out of jail I, I card don't or I mean, whatever. It's cool. But, it's cool. I like having yeah. it and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, so. exactly. I'd probably just hang on to it too. 
I don't know. But should we talk yeah, about uh, some mobile game <laughs> stuff now that we've talked about things that no one cares about for 42 minutes? Now that everyone's tuned out because we're boring, uh, we could talk about what this podcast is supposed to be based on, which is mobile games. It's a podcast and, uh, about nothing. It's like I'm Seinfeld. <laughs> I don't know. We got to stop anyone saying it's still, about mobile games. Anyone is still listening now, if they haven't figured that out yet, they're... <laughs> I, we've gotten some emails, too, where people are like, yeah, well, you start talking about the mobile game stuff, and I just tune out. Like, yeah. I do not care. But when you talk about your dumb, boring lives, I love it. Um, so that's cool. But anyway, uh, I only had a few things to talk about this week anyway. Uh, one of them is that Harry Potter, Harry Potter Wizards Unite is shutting down in January. Um, I mean, I feel like to, for this one, you know, everyone, I, I saw a very... Uh, interesting like energetic reaction to this like holy shit i can't believe this is happening when it's like yeah you're like outside of places like you can usually tell that a story is big when like places that never write about mobile games are writing about this you know verge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) when like i don't know i'm i i think that anyone that um has been paying attention like when minecraft earth announced it was shutting down like yeah that's it for all of these pokemon go spinoffs like if minecraft earth can't yeah like make a dent in this market. Literally there's no other IP on the planet mm-hmm. that, that can try to stay afloat in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. I was simultaneously shocked and also not surprised at all mm-hmm. for this one. Um, shocked because it is such a big name and you wouldn't think anything to do with Harry Potter could fail in any way. Well, but also, I mean, like, so I don't know how much time he's been playing this, but like, it just was none to me. (laughs) It was like, I don't know, like uh, kind of a low effort, uh, Pokemon go sort of reskin. I mean, it was like Mm -hmm. very much. It was like, you know, they were, they were looking at like a bullet list of like features that Pokemon Go mm-hmm. has, you know, where it's like, okay, well, yeah. you know, we have the map, we've got Pokestops, we've got people that want, you know, wander around, you have things you collect. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now here's a list of things in the Harry Potter universe. Let's just like draw lines to, <laughs> yeah, right. you know, like what is going to be what function in this, you know? So like, yeah. Um, instead of collecting Pokemon, you're like containing uh, errant magic or something like that. And yeah. You know, I, I, I think the the bigger problem though is that none of the none of the Harry Potter stuff was kind of like that compelling. That I think if you were like a Pokemon Go like an established Pokemon Go player, and this mm-hmm. came out, that you would mm-hmm. be like, oh hell yeah, dude, this is so great! Like I'm switching over, like I'm not playing Pokemon yeah. Go anymore. So at right, which point right. it kind of like turned into this second game that you know for people that probably was just a kind of a hassle to play both and once the kind of like initial novelty wore off of oh i gotta catch my pokemon and contain the magic yeah you know it's like all right well i'm just it's a chore i'm like i don't care Uh, because i think there's probably like just such a huge crossover between people that play pokemon go and people that like harry potter and stuff you know i mean Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. i'm sure there are people that like only download this because of harry potter but that has to be like a very small chunk of the audience compared to yeah you know yeah everything else i also i feel like the pokemon thing was a weird lightning in a bottle phenomenon and that um i would i wouldn't be surprised to find out that a ton of the people that play it and still play it to this day but especially the people that were playing it in in 2016 when it was a the big deal um didn't even care about the Pokemon part of it, right? Oh, like yeah. they just got swept up into the game and community aspect of it. Yeah, for sure. And then maybe weren't even 
Pokemon fans or, or whatever weren't even like hardcore into it or whatever. And maybe they're still playing because of that, the game, the community part, um, not necessarily because it's Pokemon. So I don't think something coming along and being Harry Potter is going to make them be like, oh, that's better. Yeah, no, or, I, you know, I, I, like I 100% <laughs> know that that has happened to I me. Mean, like a friend of mine's yeah. wife, who's like a extreme non-gamer is super into Pokemon Go exclusively because it yeah. was like something for her to do when she like went out walking or jogging or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was like, totally. oh, cool. I have like an objective now on this, you know? Right. Right. Um, um, and then the other thing with this is that um, it launched in 2017, I think, like something like that. Yeah. No, oh, no. It was originally announced in 2017. Um, and then I think it launched the next year, 2018. So. Is that Pokemon um, Go or the Harry Potter one? Harry Potter. Oh. So. Um, it got a few years, three, four years, I think, by the time it's it's all said and done. It'll I'm sure it made tons of money and everything else. Yeah, that's I mean, not like, that's, terrible, right? You know. Like like we talked last week about Project Cars Go and it shutting down seven months after it launched or something like that. Um, but that's kind of like that's more of like a, wow, this thing flopped hard. Yeah. Um, this thing going for four years, that's not too bad, and it's hard to retain people longer than that. So, um, the other cool thing is that. Um, this shutting down, they're actually going to make it coincide with the end game storyline ending, right? Oh, Which okay. I feel like That's is something cool. that never really happens. So, yeah. like you said, you're trying to like contain the errant magic or the wild magic or whatever, which yeah. is called the calamity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they have a bunch of events planned for like November, December, and then end of January is when the game actually shuts down. But um, all these events are leading up to wrapping up that whole storyline with the calamity and like actually defeating it and stuff like that. And so I think that's kind of a cool way to go out. If you know you're going to go out, why not treat the people that are actually still players and still super invested yeah. to like a, a finale, like, you know, giving them an ending. Um, so I actually thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. That's um, neat. And then uh, the game will be, um, you won't be able to download it anymore after December 6th. And that's when in-app purchases are shut off too. They're not doing any sort of refunds or anything like that. So if you have, in-game stuff that you bought you might as well go wild now um but they do have a ton of stuff planned for the next few months in terms of of special events and stuff like that so if you're a hardcore player i would just say enjoy these next few months they yeah, lifted a ton of the restrictions and cool. stuff like that so you can earn more bonuses than normal or whatever and and then you can look forward to like the story working itself out and actually finishing so that's kind of cool but um yeah so i i would look at this as less like all this game flopped and died as more of like, well, this game kind of wound down to its conclusion. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which that's not necessarily a bad thing. So anyway, uh, the next thing I had on the list to talk about was, um, Sean actually wrote a review of the switch online expansion pack. Did you buy this? Yes. So, um, this was announced in their direct or whatever, and it was a big to do because of the price of it or whatever. But basically, um, this expansion pack gives you the the N sixty four games, the Sega Genesis games, and the whole Animal Crossing Happy Home Paradise DLC pack, which by itself is normally twenty five bucks if you just buy it outright. Um, subscribing to the online plus expansion service or whatever um, gives you access to that, which um, almost pays for the extra cost itself, which is kind of, well, for I one, think what they're banking year. on yeah. <laughs> for one year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's kind of cool. I don't know. Um, Sean, I think nails it as Sean usually does. 
Um, the N64 stuff, cool to have, playable enough, but also like, how the hell is it not perfect? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, well, so it should be better. <laughs> Sean kind of <clears throat> gets into this a little bit in his thing, but like, what what I thought was pretty interesting about, um, you know, the all the discussion surrounding this of, you know, because because it seemed like there was like. I mean, multiple kind of ways that people were sort of framing this when they were writing about it. You know, like one is like, oh, fucking Nintendo is lazy and everything else and, yeah, and all this right. shit. And then you, know, you kind of get into the people that like understood what was happening um, in kind of like a, a more technical sense. And what's pretty crazy and I didn't realize is that like the the a lot of the re-releases of N64 games were run, ran through emulators, but they were like custom emulators for that specific game. Yeah. You know, because yeah. like... And that's kind of the thing, like, you know, if you fiddle around with anime or uh, emulation uh, yeah. a lot, you know, like there's different cores in pretty much all emulators and certain games run better on certain cores and all that stuff because yeah. you know, none of this is perfect. And right. um, it's interesting that uh, an official Nintendo 64 emulator is pretty much just as bad as the, and I don't mean to say, but, you know, just not as not as perfect as the third party mm-hmm. ones, you know, that, that yeah. are like the homebrew, like open source ones, you know, right, um, right. which to me, like really just goes to sh- show like just how difficult emulating the Nintendo 64 actually is. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, why it wasn't like the Nintendo 64 emulation scene was like doing something bad or, you know, like not as good yeah. as they could. And it was like, no, this is like, yeah, this is how it is. I mean, this is a, a tricky system to emulate. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. But I mean, like, I don't know, is it, is it a fair expectation that on something like this, that they would release a custom emulator for every single game that they put on their service? Like maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I think he makes a good point of like, if this was just the next, you know, thing added to the regular online account, right? Like how you have Mm -hmm. super Nintendo and you have NES games. Um, if they were like, okay, now we have N64 games. It's part of being a basic subscriber. Yeah. I think it's more acceptable but they're selling the expansion pack based on this being part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I feel like there should be a bet, a, a higher level of, of quality if you're going to yeah, sell I, people. I don't. Disagree. I mean, this could a lot of people could be. I'll subscribe to that thing strictly for the N64 games because I really want those, and then they're going to be pretty bummed out, and they might not care about the Animal Crossing or the Genesis or whatever. Um, so I hope it gets better. I think it can get better. Um, but just right out the gate, I feel like it's kind of disappointing. But I also think um, we said this when they first announced all this or whatever, that I think there's a lot of stuff in store for this. And the expansion part of the Switch Online is going to well, have was, a lot of stuff added to it. Yeah. Did, did you see that um, data miners figured out that there's going to be like, um, I think like, so there's like a database of games and it's mm-hmm. like you know uh, imagine like an excel spreadsheet where you have like all these different mm-hmm. numbered rows right and there's mm-hmm. there was i want to say uh, like 33 or 40 or something like that like rows and then there the games were kind of like in alphabetical order with mm-hmm. space in between the games that are actually on the service mm-hmm. so like the thinking is like oh this is like the table of contents yeah. for the the everything that's going to be on this and they just kind of like took out the stuff that's not released yet on on this file so there's a lot of gaps to fill in yeah and and what was mm. really crazy i mean like the um i don't often dabble in um you know the the neogaf adjacent forums but like <laughs> the um the threads on that i mean they were intense theory crafting because like 
you know, if you assume it's, you know, at least 30 or whatever games and they're in alphabetic order like this and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, you, you know what games are on certain rows and then, you know, like, okay, well, there's pretty educated. Yeah. Like that was, that was yeah. a really interesting thread to read of like, okay, what six games would be between mm-hmm. like C and F yeah. that, that they might, you know, have on here. It might actually make sense. To or have, yeah, yeah, whatever letters. I don't remember specifically what it was, right. but it was like. And, and then, you know, they were like, well, this one, uh, the licensing on this is probably messed up. Like, this is a third-party game. This is definitely not happening. And, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, there's some really strong theories on uh, what's coming. So, like, you know, I, if it was dozens of games and uh-huh. the emulation on them across the board were just kind of sort of okay, like, I think yeah. that that wouldn't be a big of a deal. But just, like, launching with a small library, launching with kind of, like, mediocre emulation, um launching at a higher price point like i i think all those things went together and just kind of didn't really do nintendo any favors here right yeah but yeah i don't know you know at at the same time though there's this whole kind of like second wrinkle to everything that has to do with nintendo and that like Mm -hmm. um yeah there's there's a lot of people uh, you know i I would say we're definitely included in this right that like grew up with nintendo and like nintendo Mm -hmm. stuff as a whole Mm -hmm. Is like mm-hmm. a big part of your life, and you know, maybe even like part of your personality, and you know, like your your gaming background, and like all this stuff, right? So you have mm-hmm. like a high perceived level of personal ownership of the things that like Nintendo does, and and so, mm-hmm. and and as part of that, you feel like they should be still making things for you specifically because like mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. were there for Mario in the eighties, and that was for you, kind of thing, you know, as a kid, right. and. Yeah. You know, like, is that still the case in 2021 when they're re-releasing these games that, you know, are not as good as you originally played them? For a lot of people mm-hmm. who have never seen these before, it's like, oh, cool. I've always wanted to play this this game, and now yeah. I have it on my Switch, and I don't mind paying a few extra bucks for it, and, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I don't... People like us, it's like, oh, I played Ocarina of Time on, like, 13 different handhelds over right. the years. right. And this is not up to par with those. And it's like, well, yeah. So I don't know who their target audience really is, you know? And like, if I think it's okay for like the hardcore Nintendo fan to not necessarily be Nintendo's target audience anymore, but it just like creates these situations where it's like, you have that expectation that they're making this thing for you. Yeah. Right. When they might not be. And I don't know, it's, it's kind of a, kind of an interesting thing, you know? (laughs) I think this is a it's a tricky situation because um, going from twenty dollars for a regular online to fifty dollars for the expanded version, mm-hmm. um, that's a big jump. That's more than double, and yeah. so you got to feel like it's worth it. And I think if it was just sixty four games and Genesis games, you'd be like, hell no. But they throw that Animal Crossing in, which, like I said, is twenty five bucks on its own, and so that is five bucks shy of the price increase for a year's subscription, right? Yeah. And so I know they're smart in doing it this way, and they don't offer monthly with this expansion. You bought a, a year of it or not at all. Um, so anyone that was like, well, I was going to buy, spend 25 bucks on the new Animal Crossing stuff, I might as well spend 30 for a, and have that plus yeah. the extra stuff for the next year. And then this time next year, Nintendo better have fleshed this out significantly or have another trick up their sleeve where it's like, hey, Breath of the Wild 2 is you know, second half is locked behind this expansion pack or something. You know what I mean? Something else to entice people to buy like another year's worth or whatever. Yeah. I think Um, by the time, you know, like next year rolls around and people are making that decision of like, do I continue subscribing to this? There's going to be 
uh, the the value proposition will be crystal clear. Like I think, I think I you're think right so. now in that it's like, you know, the the value prop now is like, well, do I want to spend an extra five bucks for these old games? Okay, sure, because I was going to get the Animal right. Crossing thing anyway. But like next yep. year, I really think it's going to be like, holy shit! Like every every first party like DLC is in this now, and it's like dumb yeah. to not have it. And I don't care about the N sixty four stuff because like it's got yeah. you know the fire emblem dlc and you know like the zelda whatever. dlc and like yeah. mario dlc or you know yeah. xyz whatever else like and maybe game boy or game boy color games yeah. or game boy advance games or whatever else too so um yeah, yeah it's just I been think... with this has just been kind of driving me nuts with like people that are like well i'm not gonna pay for this i'll just emulate the games like i don't care it's like okay well you are yeah. not nintendo's customer if your response to this thing <laughs> is not exactly how i like it is i'm just going to steal it you know like even knowing that like <laughs> You know, we talked about emulation. It doesn't really feel like stealing, but you know, like it's, you know, like that that sort of thing. It's just so weird. Well, to the me. the dumb thing about that reaction is like, oh, screw this! I'll just go emulate Mario sixty four myself. And it's like, were you not doing that yeah, anyway like, already? Have yeah. you not played Mario sixty four thirty times? That was, that was allowed at like, any time. You could have done yeah, that. I know. <laughs> so it's, uh, I don't know who your point, what point you're proving, but um, but yeah. So I think um. Right now, it's a little, it's it's kind of a big leap to expect people to want to pay this much. But then, in the grand scheme of things, too, it's like normal online, like Xbox Live for years and years was fifty bucks, and then it was sixty, and then I think it got up to seventy for a year or something. So, um, you know, it's it's not like it's still cheap in terms of that. And then, if you don't care about the expansion stuff, their twenty dollar thing is still crazy cheap. It's like a yeah. why not we've talked about this before i'll pay the 20 bucks a year just to have it in case i ever want it even if i don't use it actively yeah just have the cloud save stuff nothing else you know yeah and i think sean made a good point where he's like they were gonna have to increase the price sometime and i think this is just them hedging so they don't have to do another increase anytime soon right so they're gonna be like look the expanded version's 50 you can always do that base 20 dollar one if you want just the basic stuff but here's 50 and over the next three years of or the whatever the next lifetime of the this switch will be um we're going to add a bunch of crap to it so that 50 bucks for all this stuff eventually seems great but we can't pile it all on at once and we don't want to be like each year it increases five dollars because that that would be annoying too um because you'd be like dude i just paid five dollars last year for it or or whatever so it, it all makes sense if you think about it like that but not everyone thinks about it like that so you know some people are mad. But anyway, um, read Sean's little review about it because it's pretty interesting. He makes some good points about everything. The Genesis um, emulation for what it's worth is like flawless, which isn't hard to do or anything like that. But it's nice to have perfectly running Genesis games on your Switch, you know, um, with all the rewinds and save states and all that good stuff. Um, and then the the Happy Home DLC that's part of this just came out today. Yeah. So, um he hasn't really evaluated it yet or whatever, but I also think it's an interesting point um, talking about getting people to buy it for a year because of this. Um, a year ago, everyone was like ch- churning out of Animal Crossing mm-hmm. normal, right? Yeah. Um, I think they had just released a couple of the, of its bigger updates or whatever, but I think a lot of people were like past the point of being into Animal Crossing anymore, right? Um, and so a lot of people I know are excited for this. And we'll play it, but are they even going to care in a year? They might have turned out in a, another right, year from right, now anyway. Right. So maybe they don't care that this is just a year's worth of access to this, essentially. You know what I mean? 
um, which is kind of weird too, because you might think, well, if I spend the 25 bucks and just buy it, I'll have it forever. But are you going to care about playing this forever or, you know, whatever? So yeah, interesting angles to think about this from. But Yeah, we'll see what happens. And the last thing I had to talk about this week was kind of cool. Um, the Impossible Game 2 is coming out soon. It is entering beta this week. You can um, go to their website and join their Discord, Discord server. And I don't think it's super difficult to get access to the beta or whatever. But um, I would say this is kind of cool. The Impossible Game is old school iPhone gaming. Yeah. Um, Mega old school. Mega old school. It actually was originally an Xbox Live indie game. Which, oh, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, it, it. I always thought it was originally just an iPhone game, um, but it uh, it was kind of it came out in two thousand nine, I think, or maybe eight. But um, it uh, was kind of before there was like a masso core platformer genre, right? Like Meat Boy and all that stuff. Um, you know, it came out at sort of a weird time where, if you go back and like look at the reviews of the Xbox Live version. It's a lot of people being like, I hate this game. It's so hard. It's like not even fun hard. It's like annoying hard, brutally difficult, punishing. I hate it so much. Also, I can't stop playing until I beat this level. I beat the whole game or you know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, that's this genre now. It's like it's its own genre. But like back then, that was sort of more of a new thing um, for people to like these brutally difficult games that people hated but also were like compelled to play. Um, that's pretty much what the impossible game is. And then the other significant thing is that this was the direct, um, inspiration for, uh, the guy that made geometry dash, which became one of the biggest iPhone games ever. So, and is still currently a crazy thing like this actually got retweeted by a ton of geometry dash people, which I thought like, Oh shit, I forgot that that's like a whole fandom of people. If we would post geometry dash stuff in the past, it would like blow up crazy. So, Um, so kind of cool that like, this is all coming back around to a sequel. And, um, if you watch the trailer, it's got a ton of crazy stuff going on in it. Like some mechanics you would have never even dreamed could be in like a platforming game like this. So, um, I think even though it's kind of like the OG daddy, it's still got some tricks up its sleeve too. Um, so that's pretty cool. So, uh, no word on a release date or anything, but like I said, they're doing the beta. You can go to the game's website, which we link to and um, find their Discord server or whatever and uh, get in on the beta stuff. But we'll keep an eye out for when this one launches because that's uh, some some iPhone gaming history, I would say. Impossible yeah, Game was a pretty yeah. big deal when it came out. So pretty cool. And that's kind of all I got for this week. So anything you want to add? Uh, no. Then Call of Duty Vanguard came out. Seems pretty good. If you're into oh, yeah. You've been playing Call a lot of it? Games. Uh, nah, well, I've been feeling shitty from this vaccine. but um, Did it come bit. out or is it in beta? No, it's out. It's out, out. Um, mm. Yeah, I was playing it uh, last night. Pretty late. Pretty good. It's the first Dang, game yo. that runs at 120 frames per second that I've played on the Xbox, the new Xbox. So oh, it's pretty, really? Pretty impressive. Yeah, because I've had yeah. like the Xbox and the TV that can do that you know, for like a year now, but I haven't even seen a game on it yet. It's it's really neat. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I. I don't think I care about Call of Duty anymore, so whatever. But it's too bad. Even if I did, what am I supposed to do? I have all these stupid kids that take up all my time. Yeah, well, I mean, that was your mistake, so. I I blame myself every day. I don't know what else you want me to do. Yeah, well, I guess, uh, I don't know. It is what it is. 
<laughs> it is what it is. I'm just kidding. I love my kids so much. Um, okay. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. And as always, uh, Touch Arcade is primarily supported through our listeners and our readers and our viewers. So if you like what we do and want to see us continue doing it, please check out patreon.com forward slash Touch Arcade and consider throwing a little support our way. You can also help us out by hitting up toucharcade.com forward slash Amazon before you do any of your Amazon shopping. You can soak up the sweet affiliate link pennies that add up to sometimes uh, quarters or <laughs> dollars, maybe if we're lucky, dollars. Um, anywho, and uh, don't forget to shoot us an email, podcast at toucharcade.com if you want to say hi or have any comments or questions or concerns. We will be happy to respond to them on air. With all that, Thanks again for listening, and we'll be back with another episode of the Touch Arcade Show next week. See ya.